Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. Today, we are having a conversation with my student and mindful design feng shui consultant, Rose Garbian. So she created this wonderful a project about a feng shui bagua medicinal garden. And so I hope you enjoy this. Hi, Rose. Hi, Angie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this project with us. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So for the listeners, um, Rose is a certified feng shui consultant, and she's also certified from the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. And she created this project called a Feng Shui Bagua Garden that I just thought was so delightful and so relevant for for spring that uh, I really wanted her to share it with our listeners. So um, I'm really looking forward to this. And so Rose, do you want to start by kind of giving us an overview about where this inspiration came from and what you'll be talking to us about with the Feng Shui Bagua Garden? Sure. Um, I love to garden and I, the Bagua, um, it's divided into nine sections and each section has, um, several components to it. And, um, one of them is, um, body parts. And so, because I know a lot about gardening and, um, and you know a lot about body parts, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm making a joke. <laughs> it's okay. I actually, I do. I'm an x-ray technician too. I know. So you know that's why I'm, body parts I know. Gardening. That's why I was making a joke. <laughs> it's true though. So Rose knows a lot about body parts and the bagua and gardening. <laughs> so with that being said, um, the, the bagua, I, I, I thought I would use, do a uh, medicinal garden. Oh, incorporating the, um, the body parts <laughs> because each part of the Bagua has a body part associated with it. And, yeah. um, and I have my, a background in medicinal herbs. So for the listeners, um, the Bagua is a feng shui map and there's, there's nine areas like Rose said, and, and they are, there are many different meanings connected to each of the Bagua areas. So Rose is going to dive deep today on each Bagua area and how it relates to the one of the five elements as well as the body part, as well as <laughs> an interpretation. Uh, a get, she's offering us like herbal medicine that corresponds. So this is really amazing. Okay. So like Angie said, the Bagua is divided into nine sections. Um, it's like a tic-tac-toe board. And my garden starts in the middle on the bottom. And that is called Khan. 
It's also known as the um, career area if you were just looking at the Bagua from a different perspective. But Khan is the water element and water is pertains to the kidneys. And two of the plants that I chose for this area um, are both diuretics. One is parsley and the other one is dandelion. And dandelion is really a very powerful diuretic because it contains potassium. And a lot, to, a lot of times when you take a pharmaceutical diuretic, you are depleted of potassium. And so by taking dandelion, you, it, it has the potassium, nice natural source of potassium in it. Um, you can eat the leaves and you can also make a, a tea from it. And so that... Oh. Are we, Oh, and I, I forgot to mention to the listeners that um, on the that in, in addition to this information, Rose has created this beautiful illustration of the garden, a bird's eye view of the garden, and it's in color and it's going to be available on the website. It's on uh, at www.holisticspaces.com slash podcast. And, and this is what she's describing. So sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So the next area um, I chose to. Well, Rose, one thing. Didn't yes. you, what about the little bird? Thing? Oh, there's a little bird bath. Yes. I, I did include a bird bath because it is the water element as well. So from. And, then the, and the brown things. The stones. Yeah. You have to talk about the stones. I'm getting there. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> so from from Khan, which I have paved, I I've paved them in stone in stone on my little map. From Khan, you would go straight, and that comes into the Tai Chi area. It's the center of the Bagua, and that's the earth element. And I left it as stone because stone is related to the earth element, but the Tai Chi area. That, that encompasses all the other body parts that I will not be mentioning here. They, um, the endocrine system and some of the musculoskeletal system and um, uh, um, endocrine system, what are the um, immune system, they would all be considered in that area. But I have left it, like I said, with stone. Um, a little bench would be nice there so the garden could, gardener could sit and contemplate the garden and just get in touch with the earth element. So come back out, come to Khan again, and now we're going to uh -huh. go to our left, and that area is called Gun. It's spelled G-E-N. <laughs> None of these Chinese names have any phonetic pronunciation. It makes it very difficult if you're trying to learn this. Right well, you bat. could just tell them what the what we we associate gun with. Okay. In English. Okay. Well, gun is also the um, the skills and knowledge area. Mm -hmm. And but in this instance, in my little garden, um, this is an earth element, and in my garden, um, this is the hands and spleen body part. So for hands and spleen, I've chosen nettle. Now, nettle can be kind of invasive plant. So if you're going to use this actual little garden, I would put nettles into a pot and dig the, bury the whole pot. Mm. But nettles are very good for arthritis. Um, they strengthen and support the whole body. 
and um, there you can actually you can eat them if you cut them and um, leave them on your counter. The the stingers just kind of dissipate, and then you can saute them up like um, like spinach. Uh, let's see. They also clean. They are also good for cleaning your blood, which which is one of the the jobs of the spleen is to clean your red red and white blood cells and put them back into your system. So this is also good for the spleen. So comfrey is my other plant for hands and spleen. Comfrey is a wonderful herb for healing internally and externally. It has a fuzzy kind of leaf and it um, has a really pretty pinkish blue flower. Comfrey also contains allantonin, which is a component that stimulates um, cell proliferation. So if you have any internal, you know, if you broke your ribs or broke, broke any bone, you could take comfrey. I've taken comfrey. I've mixed, I've put it in a blender with some pineapple juice. And I, I would drink that twice a day. And it, it really improves healing. So you can use it internally and externally. It's also good for farm animals. They, they benefit from that. Um, the next step up on the Bagua map is called is the family element. Oh, family element. The family gua. Mm -hmm. It's the wood element, and it's um, the body parts are the throat and the liver. So for the throat, I've chosen echinacea to relieve um, tonsillitis. Um, it has, um, echinacea has very good antimicrobial actions and, um, it's good for, for that type of, uh, healing in, internally. And yellow dock is my other plant for this area and it promotes, um, bile, the flow of bile. So it strengthens and tones the liver as well. So moving up to the top is the, um, wealth and prosperity gua and that is also a wood element and these body parts are the hip and lower back so i've chosen lavender a because it's purple and that's the color of this particular gua the health the wealth gua but for lavender um i've chosen lavender oil to so that you could rub it on um, arthritis. It's very good for relieving arthritic pain. And the other herb for this is meadowsweet. Meadowsweet is very interesting. It contains salicylic acid, which is the same as aspirin. So this also will relieve arthritis pain. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It looks like um, kind of like a hip bone too, when you look at the, the way that the leaves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now we are at the top middle, which is um, the fire, the fame and reputation area. Uh, the element is fire. And one of the herbs I've chosen is um, digitalis. Digitalis is not used anymore by herbalist for congestive heart failure. It's very, very toxic. And I've only put it in here because of the history that it was a heart a heart herb, um, but everything on it is toxic. So it's only an, or an ornamental 
But what would happen if you... You'd probably die. <laughs> oh, really? So you should... No, it's... Well, no, you can... They sell it in garden centers. So you can so touch it. You, you can touch it. Just don't touch your mouth or your, you know. Oh, okay. It's very yeah. dangerous. <laughs> it's very, yeah. I was really, really shocked that it's so toxic, but it's such a beautiful flower. And, it, you know, it had a history of being used for the heart. And that's what mm -hmm. the fire element is. It's about the heart, the heart and the eyes. So that I put that in there for the heart. You could also plant a little um, bleeding heart. It doesn't have any medicinal properties that I know of, but it has the heart shape and it's, um, it's an early spring flower. So it would, by the time the other plants are, are up in your garden, that would be passed. So the other um, body part is the eye that's um, in the uh, fame and reputation area. Mm -hmm. And the plant I've chosen is, it's called eye bright. It's a very little white flower, and it's used for um, acute and chronic inflammation, eye strain, and weeping eyes. And also, if your eyes are sensitive to the light, you could make a tea out of this and put, put a cold compress on your eye just to soothe them. But eye bright, it's a And it kind of looks like an eyelid, right, in an eye? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a sweet plant. So now we're at the top right of the Bagua map. And this is the um, uh, relationship area. And it's dominated. The, uh, the other interesting thing about the Bagua is not only does it have body parts, but it has family members, colors, shapes. And a family member, this is interesting in this area, the family member is the eldest woman of the family. And so this is this area is really pertinent to women. So the body parts are the um, the female reproductive organs and the intestine. So I've chosen uh, wild yam. It is very soothing for ovarian and uterine pain and intestinal colic. This grows. It, this is a very delicate looking plant. It's got a very thin stem. The leaves are kind of heart shaped and very just really pretty leaves. Um, it doesn't grow very high, maybe like two feet high, almost kind of viney looking. Yeah, it looks like a vine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this looks, the one, the picture here looks very viney. Mine, mine don't seem to be that viney in my garden. I've grown a lot of these plants, by the way. Ladies' mantle is very nice. That's all, that's my second plant. Mm -hmm. um, it's, um, It'll reduce, uh, it's good for um, excessive menstrual bleeding. And it's, um, it's also um, good for uh, menopause, changes in menopause. And this grows kind of low, low to the ground. And the leaves are almost look like they're um, clover shaped in a way. Very pretty plant, stays low to the ground. So that's interesting that both the wild yam and the ladies' mantle both grow close to the ground. And this is also earth element, which is low and yeah. it's more connected to the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and the other, okay, so I have one more plant here for um, this area. And this is black cohosh. This is a beautiful plant. This one grows very tall. And this is a uterine tonic where there's weakness and loss of tone. Um, 
in the the uterine area and it's um it's beneficial for easing painful menstruation ovarian pain and cramping pain and it helps to normalize um, female sex hormones so this plant grows very tall it has a very tall long spiky kind of flower and it's very very fragrant uh, the bees i don't see a lot of honeybees that go towards us, but there are a lot of other insects that benefit from this flower. It's really nice, very nice in the garden. Now we're moving down. Um, so we're, now we're in, in the middle of the right-hand side, and this is the, um, this is a metal element. This is creativity and children. Otherwise, otherwise known as creativity in children. Um, so the two plants I have here, one is spilanthes, the other is marshmallow. Spilanthes, it's also known as the toothache herb. Sometimes it's called the gumdrop herb. And the flower is very interesting. The flower is yellow. It, it looks like a gumdrop. The, the outside of the flower is yellow. The inside of the flower is red. Everything on this is edible. Um, and it has a numbing effect. So the body parts here are the teeth, the tongue, and the mouth. And it has, uh, like I said, this has a uh, very interesting numbing effect. I, all you need is a little teeny tiny piece of this to see how um, how numbing it is. So it's great, you know, if you have, um, you know, your gums are sore, or you have a little canker sore, or a little sore um, cold sore coming. You could just put a little bit of this on there. It's, and very easy to grow too. All of these plants that I chose are um, good for the north northeast. So my next plant is marshmallow, which grows pretty tall, and it's a very soothing demulcent herb. Um, it relieves inflammation in the mucous membranes of the mouth. Uh, it's also good for bronchitis and respiratory catharr, and it could also be used for um, urethra, um, urinary um, gravel if you have a little some stones, some stones in your urinary gravel. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but like a kidney stone. Yeah, kidney stones, like little gravel, like little. Yeah, yeah. it's very. What, is, what does demulcent mean? Uh, it's very soothing. It's like mucilaginous and. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice herb. Very pretty flower too. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And now we come down to, uh, oh no, this is another part of that. Okay. I have one more. Okay. I had three, three plants here. Uh, the, the other one is calendula uh, for the mouth and teeth. And I've chosen calendula for this area. Calendula is very good. It's a antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory. And I've used it, I, I've put it here as a mouth rinse. It can be used as that too. It's also good for any kind of skin irritation, any kind of bruises. Um, it can be a first aid for minor burns. Calendula is very, very, very good. I like it a lot. Very pretty flower too. Easy to grow really easy to grow from seed. Now we're down to the bottom part of the function of the Bagua map. We're right next to where we started. This is the, um, this is, uh, in the Bagua, it would be helpful people in travel. It's a metal element 
and the body part here are the lungs. So the two plants I've chosen for this, one is colt's foot. Um, it's sometimes uh, it's referred to uh, son before the father because the flower comes up before the leaves. Oh, that's so interesting because uh, Chen and benefa this benefactor's area right. is also the father. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. So this is the son before the father. Um, and the botanical name is Tussilargo farfara. So tussive, you know, has to do, you know, Robitussin tussive. That's where that, the cough syrup, Robitussin. Oh. So, so this has to do with the cough. Um, this, re, this plant will relax the cough reflex. Um, it's specific for bronchitis and infections. That looks a lot like a um, dandelion. And the second one is lungwort. And it's um, it's good for um, it's an expectorant, and it's good for the respiratory system. So for coughs and bronchitis. That's a very descriptive name, lungwort. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a real pretty plant too. It's speckled and it's got really pretty pink flowers. Yeah. Both of these plants grow in well, colt's foot. That's coming up right now. That's like an early spring flower. That's interesting because that's um, a lot of people are now getting are dealing with the, la the transition from winter to spring and getting sick. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, lungwort is a shade plant. Colt's foot is, that's kind of in shade too. I mean, there's not much shade out there because the trees haven't leafed out yet, but it's kind of, you know, under the, under the trees. So, and then that just brings us back to um, our water element in, that's the end of my garden tour. <laughs> Wonderful. So, so Rose, this is such an inspiration. Are you, are you going to create this garden? You know, I might. I, I actually designed it to be um, placed in my yard, so I, I can easily do this. Yeah. And what if someone wasn't in the Northeast? What would you recommend? For all of these plants, I'd have to redo it. Okay, so then, but each person could... This could spark some curiosity if somebody mm -hmm. enjoys gardening mm -hmm. to find plants that are suitable for their climate, right. for their, their zone, their climate right. zone, and look at like what body parts that you, you listed all the body parts and the organs and what's associated and, and create a medicinal garden that's appropriate for your climate zone because mm -hmm. that's also how feng shui works too a little bit. It depends on where you're doing the feng shui that affects a lot of what you would creates or what you would suggest mm -hmm. it's yeah. not the same it's not the same formula for everybody no in the midwest you couldn't use you couldn't use some of these in the mid you know um, in arizona these don't work but um you could use you know maybe there are just some that would work mm -hmm. you know you wouldn't have you wouldn't be maybe you couldn't do all of them you would find different ones that you could substitute that would work in your Time yeah. in your well, if you ever if you ever create this garden, you need to um, send us a picture <laughs> yes. or a video. Yeah. Uh, so you know what's interesting is you were so you were oh you do do feng shui garden design so that's wonderful like mm -hmm. so you know so Rose has been studying feng shui for some time now and she does consultations for homes and businesses and long distance consultations. And she can also design a feng shui garden for you based on your climate. 
which I think is wonderful. Or you could also probably create a feng shui garden for someone based on their own health needs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she has a medical background too. And she also does nine star key numerology readings. I know she's, she loves the nine star. I do love that. And, and I Ching readings. And also, um, Rose is also also has some upcoming lectures. So by the time this is published, she, she would have spoken at the Holland, Hollandia Nursery Hollandia. Mm-hmm. in Bethel, Connecticut. But she's also going to do a talk at in New Milford at Twin Star Herb, Herbal School on May fifteenth mm-hmm. from six thirty to eight thirty, and then also at on May sixth at Foothills Adult Education in Woodbury, Connecticut from seven to eight. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. So we're going to, um, so on the uh, podcast page, so that's holisticspaces.com slash podcast, we'll, um, under Rose's podcast, we'll also have her contact information and her picture. And you <laughs> have to check out the picture of this garden. It's so, I love it. It's just like such a beautiful little diagram. And then, and I also, oh, before we end, I wanted to, um, I was hoping you can share a little bit about the name of your company, which is Feng Shui with Intention, because I absolutely love your logo. Can you tell us, <laughs> can you tell us a story? Thank you. Well, I did an I Ching reading. Can you, and, tell, can you tell the listeners what the I Ching is? Okay. Well, the I Ching is, um, it's, I don't know what came first. If the I Ching came first or Feng Shui came first, I think everything is... Uh, from the I Ching, the I Ching, right? I Ching yeah, it I would say the I, I, Ching I Ching comes from Taoism, right? So I'd say that the I Ching probably came first. So anyway, um, it's a technique of kind of like, oh, I'd say it's almost like tarot cards in a way. If you wanted to look it's at it like divina- that, it's a way to yeah. to, to do, do divinations, right? Right. But it's also a philosophical book that describes the cycles of nature. Mm-hmm. So I, um, there's a little procedure that you do with coins, and the way they, the way that they're placed, is that's how you get your um, your divination. You, that's what's going to tell you how to read the coins. So you exactly. toss, So when you toss the coins, the pattern that it creates <laughs> indicates the um, it indicates the prognosis, or it gives you some, a definition of something, and then that right. you can interpret as an answer to a question. Right. So my question was, what what should I call my business? And um, so it came up as dispersing. Mm. And um, so dispersing is. Um, you know, it's like the water is just being dispersed. It came out as wind over water. So it was the wind that was blowing over the water and dispersing the water for change. Um, One of the, um, one of the, uh, there's several, you know, the, the book has, Oh, several different ways of interpreting it. You know, there's a commentary. There's, um, um, oh my gosh, the just just uh, paragraphs of the definition of what this is. Mm-hmm. And um, so, one part of it was that it was um, 
favorable to cross great rivers. And I thought, wow, that's really, that's perfect. I am, um, I'm on my way to doing that. And it happens to be associated with the month of July, and that is my birth month. I thought, oh, oh wow, this is so perfect. <laughs> so, oh, great. And so the, um, the I Ching has, you know, it's made up of yin and yang lines. So there are solid lines and there are broken lines. And that's how, and it, they come in sets of three. So the first one, you know, they're, they're called um, trigrams. And then you, you put two of them together, it makes a hexagram. And yes. So that, and you know what I love about dispersing is that also when you're talking the wind and dispersing, even though it's over water, when you talk about like the plants, what do the plants do? They disperse their seeds, the wind pollinates, can mm -hmm. pollinate them and disperses their seeds. And then also you're dispersing this knowledge and, and that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And of course, feng shui means wind and water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just came up like that. I was like, what, what am I going to, you know, what should it come up as? And so yeah, it was interesting. Oh, wonderful. Well, Rose, thank you so much for sharing your project with us. And I hope you had fun doing yeah. it. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, I think it shows through what the, the joy that you put in and the effort that you put in this project really shines through. And um, I hope it can benefit the listeners and inspire them to create healing medicinal gardens and they can use feng shui also to... Mm provide like the feng shui bagua can be an inspiration but also like you know people don't know like each bagua area has so many more layers to it mm. yeah it, i had to really rein back because as i was doing this <laughs> no yours was perfect it was very simple to the point and really skillfully done i was very impressed thank you thank you i had to be very careful because you could get start to like you know, fan out in more directions. And I'm like, no, I need to rein in. Yes. Keep, keep focused. You can do that with your future clients. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back and maybe you can, maybe next time we, we could do like, uh, you could do another garden for like, I don't know, for the North, the Southwest or something. Oh, sure. For the South, maybe. Yeah. Or for the South. Yeah. We'll make our way across the country. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.